Welcome to the Auburn UMC Clergy Conversations podcast. Each week, our pastors take an in-depth look at Scripture and preview their message for Sunday morning services. We're glad you joined us. For more information about Auburn UMC, please visit our website at aumc.net. Welcome to our conversations. I'm Corey. And Kelly. We are grateful to join you today. This is our last week without Charles, and we were talking just, just, just moments before hitting play that um, we started in March of 2020 going online with worship and having opportunities for people to connect virtually with us and us just really speak directly and have podcasts and all of that. This is our 100th offering. Can you believe it? That's crazy. I mean, when you add up, that's just hard to imagine that it's been 100 Sundays. I know. I... I, I can't believe it. Is that right? A hundred Sundays? I mean, I feel like 52 weeks, 50 weeks and 50. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe it because, and I tell people all the time when they ask us what this is like, that we actually have more fun than we deserve to have doing this. But I bet there are some people who absolutely can believe it's been a hundred <laughs> episodes, like our media people, like yes. Chris Kelsey and Jacob and Brandon and all of the wonderful people who <laughs> make this magic happen. <laughs> We didn't know what we were doing, but but we have had just the most generous people who have joined and learned quickly to take <laughs> what we try to talk about and push it out to people. And Chris, thank you. He is holding a camera right now. And <laughs> we're grateful for all of y'all. And we every now and then somebody will tell us, hey, we're tuning in and we really appreciate the conversation. So if you have anything to share or anytime you want to push back or say, can you talk about this? We're here and we would love to hear back from you. So thank you for you that are listening on podcasts and those of you that are watching us on Sunday mornings. It's a, it's a joy. And, um, I have learned a whole lot and continue to learn a whole lot. And it's amazing how in these informal conversations, the Holy Spirit shows up. And, Mm -hmm. and I love that now we get to kind of preview what we're doing on Sundays and during the week, and then kind of proclaim it, I guess, from the pulpit, um, Mm -hmm. But to me, there's something holy about just opening up the scripture and inviting the Holy Spirit in to speak and teach and guide us. So I invite us to go to the Lord in prayer as we begin this week. God, we thank you for the 100 weeks of of learning and spending time in your word with each other. And we pray that you would guide and bless us now as we open your word again and invite you to come and speak to us wherever we find ourselves, driving on our couch at home, wherever we are worshiping and wherever we are learning, guide and bless us, we pray in your name. Amen. Amen. So we're picking up again in Luke's gospel this week, right where we left off last week, starting in verse 27 through 38. But I say to you that listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you, If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is it to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. 
If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies, do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, for you will be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap, for the measure you give will be the measure you get back. Wow. I wish we had ended on this last week. <laughs> Don't you? Because last week we... So this, this whole long thing... All of chapter six is what we call the Sermon on the Plain, and it is right. so intense that we have to break it up into two Sundays because mm -hmm. it would just be too much for me to hear, blessed are the poor, and if you're rich, well, good luck. And also, turn the other cheek and love those who hate you, and don't expect to get anything back in return in this life. That we, we have to break it up into two. <laughs> Yeah, we have to. And goodness, like you said, if we could have ended with this last week, it sure would have gone down easier. <laughs> last week we left with, blessed are you who are poor, woe to you who are rich. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like people find themselves in one of two camps, a little bit. I mean, obviously we learned more about that last week, about how Jesus was saying, pay attention if your possessions are getting in the way of who you are. And um, and if you're focused on how, what people are thinking about you, if that's what your life is wrapped around, that's not, that's not life. Right. And, um, but then it ended and we, we spent some time and we had a, you know, really good conversation last week about that. And then I love that Jesus is saying, you know, basically he starts off with not, not love. And he doesn't just start off with you people, rich and poor love each other. Mm -hmm. But I say to you that, listen, Love your enemies. Yeah. This whole ethic of love that he talks about, this is an ethical way of being that we often expect, I guess, when we think of Jesus, who turn the other cheek, love your enemies. Um, it's it's something that, um, I don't know, it's, it's one of those ways of being in this world that just seems to, it, it seems like it requires a lot of effort on our part, doesn't oh, it? 100%. <laughs> way more effort. Yeah. Uh, being petty comes really naturally to me. I am not too proud to admit yeah. it takes way more effort to try to live into the values of Jesus of allowing love to be the thing that just dictates all, all mm -hmm. your actions. I was reading a commentary earlier and, um, Von Crow Tipton said something that I think was hilarious and so true. He said, uh, this is good news. The gospel is good news, but this bit seems like really bad advice <laughs> just yeah yeah the hardest to go by um he also described it as kind of like nutrition what you want and what you need are two different things no one rejoices in a pile of steamed spinach uh mm. on your plate before you uh but the benefits of one type of thing far outweigh the benefits of the other and i thought that was really helpful mm-hmm because we don't have to lie and pretend that the turning the other cheek, the loving your enemies, the never expecting anything in return is easy or fun. We don't, we don't have to pretend, right? No. It's, <laughs> well, it's like if you go to, you go sit down with your counselor uh -huh. and you're expecting the warm, fuzzy talk. Yeah. And they say, you're going to, you're going to have to move on. 
<laughs> or you're gonna have to get over it. You're gonna have to love that person. Mm -hmm. That's a hard thing to hear. Mm -hmm. um, or, or it's time to forgive. Yeah. And and I think you said something really good that I think that helps me is to allow. What did you say? Allow this love or, or allow this way of God's love within us, which I think is different than making God's love happen. It's a it, there's a there's a twist in that. There's a there's a nuance to to that and what you were saying is it is it is allowing God to be God within us because I don't have it within me to fully love my enemies to forgive everybody. It's just. I, w I would love to say that it I, it oozed right out of me all you know, but it comes so naturally. <laughs> yes. Are you saying that it's not natural? I'm to just you? saying, you know, it's an allowing moment when it happens. Yeah. You know, I think when I read this passage, um, it is most helpful for me to start at the end and work my way backwards, mm -hmm. right? Like we don't do any of this—the loving, the turning of the cheeks—because we're really good at it or because it's super fun. Um, we do all of these things because that's what God is like. Mm -hmm. And the world is watching what people who love God act like. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why we do this, because God has been loving and generous and kind and merciful towards us. Yeah. And we get to live in the light of that love and all that we do. Truly. And, and there's something um, that transforms the enemy and transforms us in that mm -hmm. sense of... Um, allowing the love to happen. I was, the thing that came to my mind as I was reading the turn the other cheek part, because that's just, it's almost a cliche when it comes to how we think about Christianity. And it just sounds like you're, like you're, a, like you're giving up almost, but really it's such an act of nonviolence. It's an mm -hmm. act of, it reminded me we were in, we we're in Black History Month. And obviously it's a time when, um, really since the past, since throughout the pandemic and George Floyd and all those moments, we've had moments where we've all studied, you know, the history of nonviolence and, and all of that. What does that look like? And how loving others and um, caring for others, even those who might strike you on the cheek or, or kick you or call you names or put you in jail or all that, uh, not uh, giving in that sense of eye for an eye and tooth for, for a tooth, you know. Yeah. Who was it that said if we do that, we'll end up with a bunch of blind and toothless people if we all... Uh, <laughs> do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, You've I know exactly that. what you're thinking about. Yeah. It's a whole the whole world was blind? Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember it now. I feel silly, but uh, you know who would know? Charles. Yes. But he's not here. You can tell we miss him. He'll be <laughs> we back do. next week. Well, no, I love what you said because one of the things that I was reading this week is that um, on the surface, sometimes this passage can seem like really cheap nonviolence. Um, just the like, we don't do that. Yeah. Um, but what it really is, I think is at its core, it's a way of breaking really toxic cycles. Like we don't repay violence with violence because that only creates more violence mm -hmm. and we don't, um, act in predatory ways because that only creates more predators. Mm -hmm. But instead, us intentionally embodying this way of nonviolence and generosity towards others, we're breaking cycles instead of just kind of passively letting them happen to us. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Like there's a pretty clear difference, I think, at least for me. Yeah. When I think about, you know, people that have gone through a type of abuse mm -hmm. are the people that often are the abusers. Mm -hmm. 
And um, if you've been abused in any form or fashion, the idea of allowing the love of God to transform and heal and to say, blessed are you right now who are poor, who are hungry, who are we- weeping, and allowing that blessing of God to find that empty space within us to mm-hmm. heal us so that it's not like a transaction. You hit me, I'm going to hit you harder. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, I've been blessed by God and there's an openness and a space now in my life to be um, a, a, a vessel of mm-hmm. allowing God's love to flow. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it absolutely does. And it's yeah. it kind of all goes back to, I don't remember who I was talking to. I We, we talk a lot around here. Mm-hmm. Um, but just it just, in a lot of ways, in the most basic of ways, even for people who don't have fancy theological degrees or haven't been to church a day in their life, when you sit down with someone and have a conversation with them or spend yeah. any amount of time with them, it just becomes harder and harder to hate someone yeah. that you have taken the time to honor. Does that yeah. make sense? To hear their story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was at lunch with a friend and we were talking about uh, past politicians that we would like to have a meal with just uh-huh. because, I don't know, it sounded fun and we both had some funny answers. Um, and we decided that at the, end of, at the end of the day, it is actually really hard to continue to dislike someone mm-hmm. that you know or that um, yeah. you've loved. And I think that in that what Jesus said when you know when you sit down, even a cup of cold water, yeah, it's like I am in the middle of these moments, these moments of conversation, these moments of time with you. The the idea that you could just walk up and not judge somebody mm-hmm. or forgive. It, when you just pull that off the page and not take it in the full context of we learn, we, we serve with a God who is always merciful. Mm-hmm. And so the only way we can be merciful is God is merciful is because we've, we've been granted that mercy from, yeah. from, from God and also from lots of others. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So I, as I think about this week's passage, I still don't know what to do with a good measure pressed down, shaken together, running over. It sounds like a big mess. But the well, idea recipe. <laughs> it sounds like sounds like a bread starter when yeah. you overfeed it and it just kind of goes crazy, you know, I've been baking bread. Uh, but the idea of uh, and, and you've been pottering, pot, you've been a potter. And so the idea of something just getting out of hand, but it's that idea of God showing up and Ways I don't know if that makes sense or not, but doing more than we can ask or imagine. And I think we've talked about that some last week, that um, God is uh, an abundant God who cares about our relationships with one another and allowing God's grace and love to show up. See, if Charles was here, we'd have a good Fort Walton Beach story at this moment. But I have lived a deprived life, and I have no wisdom or comedy to share. (laughs) Well, we're grateful for you joining us. This has been our 100th offering online. And we invite you, if you're um, tuning in this week, to our to our um, worship services at, um, what, 930 and 11. They're online. We invite you to join us and just be a part of worship however you are able. And we are grateful for all of you and appreciate you this day. If you have any prayer requests or if there's any way we can help you, please let us know. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Kelly. We're going to keep reading and keep moving on. Next week is Transfiguration Sunday. So can you close us in prayer? Sure. 
Holy God, we're thankful for whatever moment we're in that you have made it worship simply by being with us and allowing us to hear your word. So help us this day to live into those values of love, to break toxic cycles of abuse, mm. um, and to live into what it means to be uh, beloved by a generous and loving and merciful God. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Clergy Conversations with Auburn United Methodist Church. Check back next week for our next episode. For more information about Auburn United Methodist Church, please visit our website at aumc.net.